You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, and welcome to another awesome episode of Ask Drone You. My name is Paul, and I've got a very special guest with me today. She is extremely skilled, and she has systematized and scaled her business in ways that I think can actually help many of you. Yes, I'm talking about you behind the camera. You know, how can we sell more? How can we produce consistently beautiful videos? Well, thanks to our good friend, Kara Kavalka, we are going to learn. Kara, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're very welcome. You're very welcome. So for those of you who probably, uh, a lot of these people, actually, almost all of them probably have no idea how we met. And just to give you a little intro before we get right into the show, um, we actually met at a event center for weddings when we were shooting the virtual conference center stuff. And Kara was actually a key part of the virtual conference centers because remember what that was all about, right? There was the opportunity to be able to plan and visualize events in the wake of COVID. But Kara had a very, very important role. She was taking the photos that pop up as the annotations to make things look a little bit better than what they do with a 360 camera, right, Kara? <laughs> well, a little bit. I hope so. <laughs> so you really tied it all together. And then as you and I got to know each other, I realized that you have an extremely established uh, photography and videography business here in Colorado. You actually, uh, I learned a lot from you. And one of the things that I learned from you is this system that you use. And I'm not sure the entirety of the system, but what I do understand with this system is it's uh, one of the most scalable, easy to use delivery mechanisms of uh, photos I have ever seen. And so for those of you who, who kind of, you know, you don't understand where I'm going with this, Kara shoots weddings. And one of the things, as many of you know, is uh, we can oftentimes spend way too much money in storing our photos. I'm spending a hundred bucks a month right now. So, um, and oftentimes we can't see when someone downloads our photos. Uh, we can't. Uh, we can't do a lot. So, Kara, help us out here because I think you've done a really incredible job of systematizing your business with this delivery. What is the system that you're using? So I use Sprout Studio now, and it has been such a game changer because I used to use, oh gosh, probably like five different systems, different subscriptions that I'm paying for, or, or they were free. So they didn't quite have the polished professional look that I might want as I grow bigger. Like I used to use Google Docs, for example, for my questionnaires mm. to my couples because I want to know all the little details about their day. And that works, but it just doesn't have the same polished appeal. And I used to have, well, I still use MailChimp a little bit, but used to have that for all of my different workflows of emails. And it it's good enough, but it's just also having everything in different places, signing into like five different places to do all the different things. I had a website for for the photos for people to download from. And that was separate from the one that I used for my workflows to know what was going on with each client, which was separate from where I did my contracts, I'm which was confused. separate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was just, it, it was a lot of mental weight. It was a mental load. So getting Sprout Studio has taken a huge mental load off of me. 
So let me ask you this then, because I was under the um, premise that Sprout Studio was really just a, a delivery mechanism. It does but, that too. But kind of what you're getting at is that it does a whole lot more for you. So does it integrate to your website? Is it uh, kind of like a CRM for you? Like help us understand it, what it all does. It is all those things. So now if somebody goes on my website, they go to my contact page, they fill out an inquiry form. That goes straight into Sprout Studio. Now they have kind of like an account in my Sprout Studio. So I can go in there, look up their name, and I can see everything that they filled out in their questionnaire. If we continue talking, I can see all their emails that I've sent to them. I can, if they end up booking with me, I can put their workflow is in there. Once they have photos, every different shoot that we do, all their photos are in there. When I, if they buy an album, I put my proofs in there and they can use the gallery that's in the system to suggest different photos. If like, oh, you know, actually I want a different photo on this page in this spot, they can suggest that because it's linked to the gallery. So hmm. I've got workflows, my galleries, like album proofing, emails, my accounting is in there. I can go in and look like, hey, so how many invoices do I have due for this month? Like how generally kind of what I'm expecting to make in whatever month. And it'll tell me. It gives me my sales tax reports. It just, it does so much stuff that was just all over the place before. And now I can just go in, find one client, and all their stuff is there. So it's really made managing your business a lot simpler. Yes. Yeah, it definitely, it saves so much time. I mean, I've got, uh, a couple months ago, I had a, um, a little bit of a bike wreck that sort of disabled both my arms and my chest. I couldn't really move, but I needed to do stuff still. I still had like inquiries coming in. I still had things I needed to do. And I also had a concussion, so I couldn't look at the, at screens. And I, I'm a one-woman show, so I generally I don't have assistance or anything. So I had to have my husband help me. And normally that he doesn't really work with me. So having him like write out emails would not be helpful. But because I already had the system all set up, he'd be like, okay, can you just go in there, click that? I need you to select the email that's labeled as this and send it to them because I already have them all written up. I probably have 100 or so emails, which was definitely the, the time suck at the beginning. Just setting this all up definitely takes a while. But then after that, it saves so much time because I don't have to write all those emails out individually anymore. Maybe do a couple tweaks for almost every scenario I come across. There's just so many things that are already automated in there. Like the workflows, I get so many clients and we're like, oh my gosh, you're so hands-on. I've been getting all your emails. Thank you so much. You're so great. I'm like, awesome. You I'm have so a great glad. email system. You do. Because I, you know, I haven't been actually going there and personally emailing them every time. The system is doing hey, that. Martha. But they, no. Yeah, but they <laughs> but they get that feeling still. And yeah. and they still know like when they respond, we can still go back and forth. But once I set a workflow, I know that that person is going to go through all these things. I know that they're going to get the email that tells them all the stuff that I need them to set up before the wedding. Like if they want ring details or any any of those little fun detail shots, if they have a special tie clip, like there's an email that will remind them to collect those things. There's an email that explains the pros and cons of a first look or not. There's just all these little emails that for me to have to remember to talk to every client about all the different things that I send them emails about, 
my brain would it's explode. Overwhelming. Yeah, my brain would yeah. just explode. <laughs> so, so what I'm hearing though is that this is kind of like the entire client navigation from going to your website to say, hey, I want to use Kara to shoot my wedding or event or all the other things that you do. Mm-hmm. And they go in there and you get the lead generation. So you mm-hmm. capture their information. Obviously, you're working with them. You set up appointments. And the flip side of once you're, you know, post acquisition is and and I've experienced this. This is why I wanted to have you on the show. I was like incredibly impressed. It was like, hey, Paul, here are your photos. And uh, we noticed three days later that you haven't gotten your photos. So go look at your photos. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it'll keep reminding you or if the gallery is going to expire. I don't know if if that gallery expired or if I just left it open I, for you. I hope not. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it, it's different for different people. I have totally different setups for, is this a gallery for a wedding? Okay, just use the template of the whole setup for wedding. So that means they can see the file name if they're logged into their account. So they're the bride and groom, they can download. But if they're not, if they're just logging into it, then they have to buy the digitals. And if they want to do like literally anything they want to do in there, they they can do specific to their their shoot. Let me ask you, let me interrupt you really fast. Let me ask you a question. So since you've done weddings and you use this system and the system allows you to essentially upsell, right? You are yes. selling mm-hmm. prints. You're selling cute mugs. I'm just giving an example. I don't know if you sell cute mugs, but let's just go with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you have all these things. Can a family of the bride and groom go in there order prints and then is this kind of an autonomous system from print to drop ship or are you getting those prints getting those orders you have a place where you go get them so i will i will say that's the the one thing i'm waiting for sprout studio to to get is automated drop ship so if a family goes into a wedding i've actually had a lot of those that see her buy a bunch of prints, either for as gifts to the bride and groom or just they got a really good family photo. And so they wanted a print. Then I get that order and I go into my Miller's lab is the lab that I use to do all of my printing. And I'll order those things. They'll come here. I'll package them up and, and ship them to them. So that's the, the one thing I'm waiting for. The old system I use, they'd order it. And then it would link to my lab. So Sprout Studio is working on that integration, lab integration. And that would be like the last thing. But honestly, all the pros totally outweigh me having to physically wrap things up. And sometimes it's nice because then I can also like put in little notes, make it a little bit more personalized, special. special. And, And I know that for digitals... I have it set up so that when they buy a digital, they automatically get the download. Mm. But you can also set it up if, you know, editing isn't your favorite thing and you want to make sure you know what they are buying before you edit it. Like you're only going to fully edit the ones that they buy. Mm -hmm. It'll tell you what they buy. You can edit that and then you can go in and self-fulfill. But I have it set to auto-fulfill. But that that's also kind of a nice option for people who don't like to edit every single photo. I can't help myself. I, I just do it. So it doesn't matter. They can download them all. But um, have you there are a lot of questions here because uh, a couple of things that um, I'm wondering, you know, one is you talked about your one woman show and I and you also uh, had a. Um, a terrible event happened last year, you know, and, and you mentioned that. And one of my questions is, do you think that this system of making your business easier to run 
had anything to do with your ability to keep the business going while you were kind of, uh, for lack of a better word, handicapped. Yeah, totally. I'm, I've just, I had just started with a virtual assistant situation and, um, just even having her be able to log in and having a little bit of an idea of what's going on. She was able to do some stuff for me because it's so easy. Once you have everything set up, it's like, okay, so somebody sends in an inquiry. So I get a little notification in in the system. Somebody's inquired. It shows me all the questions that I set up, that I set up the contact form to have all the questions I want. So all their answers are there. And then There's an automated, well, an automated email once I select it that'll go like, hey, I'm available for your wedding or I'm not available for your wedding. Here's all the stuff. And so as long as you just, your assistant or somebody knows what that email is, it's still your words because that's, that's something that why I'm still a one woman show is I'm very, very hands on with all of my clients. I like everything to be very, very personal because with weddings, it, it is really, really personal. So I have to be very hands on with them all the time. But that's one scenario where I have done the hands-on part of writing the emails. Somebody else can somebody else can to fill the system with the media. Yeah. Yeah. And some someone else can send them no problem. No, that's it's really it's really incredible. Um, and it sounds like it definitely made it a lot easier to manage things mm-hmm. uh, while uh, it was difficult to manage them. And so I've got a couple more questions before we get to a hard question. But um, m- my next question is, has Sprout Studio increased your overall CLV scores for your clients? So customer lifetime value, how much money you make from them with the ability to buy prints right from the gallery. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't imagine someone being uh, going on Google Drive and just being like, hey, I want a print of that. Yeah. Pay for it and, and you get paid like that's awesome yeah. <laughs> and it's made it so much easier because i'm i'm not the best salesperson. like i i can sell things in the sense of i feel passionate about it so i can talk to you about it and sell it that way so it's easy but i'm not really the like hey you want to buy a print you want to buy a print you want to buy you want to so the system kind of does that for me which is <laughs> nice because i don't personally like doing that so when when they go into the gallery, and it doesn't matter if it's your gallery, because my mom likes to look at all my galleries, so she's always telling me all the emails she gets from just looking at someone else's gallery. So if you go look at, say I did a family shoot, and Aunt Margaret wants to look at the family shoot, but she didn't buy anything, mm-hmm. it will remind her like, hey, in 27 like, days, this, this gallery is going to expire. You want to buy something? Time hey, bound, in seven, seven days, it's going to expire. You want to buy something? Or you can extend the gallery for $25. You can make it open for a little bit longer. Or you can do that. So just having all those, those options to have the, the system sending them like, hey, you should do this. Or hey, you should do this. And sending those reminders. And then I don't have to remember to send those reminders, which is really nice, especially like lead, even lead workflows where people come in and ask me and then they don't, I give them an email and they just ghost me. It'll remind me to do stuff. So it's reminds my clients to buy things. It reminds me to bug people. And so it's a lot of, like I said, mental, mental weight that it gets to do a lot to of work. To remember all that stuff. Yeah. Because 
that gives me time to not have to remember every tiny little detail of every single client and everything, I can focus more on my life. So let's go back to the idea of you did a family shoot, because I feel like I've yeah. seen a lot of family shoots from your uh, your Instagram here lately, has the uh, ability for other people to go into those galleries and purchase things. Again, are you seeing more sales from, say, doing a family shoot and uh, aunt and uncle in you know Virginia Beach are like, I love that photo. I want one. Mm-hmm. Are you getting more sales that way? Yeah, I actually had I actually had one family shoot that actually turned into three family shoots because COVID. So they were splitting up into different groupings. But because they all got together for like one outdoor COVID friendly event, and then they all separated, it gave them each the ability to log in and all buy their own things. Wow. So they could each log in, buy whatever photos they wanted, instead of having to, in the past, I think the old system, now it's been a while, you know, they they could log in and then you'd kind of have to get everybody back together around the computer to figure it out. And then it just takes forever. Everybody's like, well, I like this one, but I like this one, but I like this one. I uh... And so everybody can kind of come into, come together in the program. They can select their favorites specific to them. And then I can make another gallery of favorites to help them narrow it down. And then they can all just keep ordering stuff. And if, if they're late, I had, I had this one headshot session of, of a girl who was going to college. It was a year ago. Their gallery is still active because they've been paying the monthly activation reactivation fee and buying things because a different family member wants stuff like every month. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The client, the client is paying for is the storage. for the storage. I'm of, sold. Of the photos. Sprout, Sprout Studio, I mean, you should hire Kara <laughs> to be your salesperson. It's just the the idea of galleries. I know I've heard from multiple photographers have told me like, don't don't send your clients galleries. Like you have to have an ordering session where you go in person. That's the only chance they're allowed to buy things. And I guess I I personally just don't like that. That just doesn't fit with my personal vibe. I had to go through that actually um, with uh, Kim Jew down in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. He's got a big studio. He doesn't own it anymore. It's uh, a new a new owner. And they did the same thing to us. And I remember how much it costs even to get digitals. And I'm like. You know, I uh, I uh, I'm in this business myself, and mm-hmm. uh, this is highway robbery. Like, I mean, it yeah. was like un, it was an absurd amount of money for mm-hmm. uh, for even digitals and uh, for a couple of prints. I mean, we're talking like two yeah. grand, you know. And mm-hmm. I was just like, for two grand, I could buy at least ten or fifteen really nice big aluminum prints, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay, let me ask you a, a couple things. I got I've got a couple questions here. Um, and also, I just want to say thank you again for coming on the show because yeah. the system that you have set up, while I think it's easy for all of you out there to understand that it clearly took some time to set up, yes. right? She, you wrote out all these emails. All the workflows. Mm-hmm. There's lead workflows. There's client workflows. There's uh, but tons do of it, stuff. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just like little tweaks here and here and there, but such a time saver once the beginning time suck is over. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of the idea of scaling, right? Is putting in the work up front so Mm -hmm. that you can sit back and and reap the returns later. Okay. So a couple things. First off, um, a lot of people, myself included, (laughs) have had self-doubt when they're getting in the business or maybe even they've been in the business for three, five, 10 years, 10 years Mm -hmm. for me now. 
And I mean, even it was so funny after COVID and not really seeing people for a lot. <laughs> I got nervous selling myself to someone and I had like literally got back in my truck and I was like, Paul, what the hell are you doing, man? This is your game. Like, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, and, you know, with that self-doubt, uh, it's kind of like um, you believe that you're capable, but you're not at the knowing stage yet. Mm -hmm. So uh, when you first of first of all, how long have you been doing this? And then second of all, what was that time when you kind of overcame the let's call it the um, entry level I'm in my business now, yeah. but you kind of have an idea of now what you need to do to scale, to get the right client and specifically to charge yeah. more, right? I mean, I know I struggled with that oh, and yeah. I've told some stories on this show about that. And I really want to hear your perspective because you are an established entity. Mm -hmm. You are awarded regularly. You do the networking, you do the marketing, you got it. Honestly, I think you are one of the best one-person shops I have ever seen. And Thank you. And you're, you're very welcome. I'm, that doesn't mean that I'm like the king of looking at one-person shops, right? But, <laughs> <Yes>. but <laughs> I mean, seriously, I've watched a lot of people struggle, and I've helped a lot of people, and I've never um, – uh, yeah, you're doing amazing. That said, at what point, when did you overcome that, uh, that self-doubt, that, you know, that charging the low-level prices, mm -hmm. just working with all kinds of clients? When did you make that transition? So, I mean, I've been – so I've been doing – I've been full time doing this for about four years. I've been shooting since I was like eight. <laughs> so I, I actually saw that picture <laughs> yeah. that you were you're telling me about. Yeah, <laughs> got the little camera on my hip, my little <laughs> film camera. But it's so I've always known that this is what I'm gonna do. But definitely, when I first started, I I took a, a course to learn a little bit more business stuff, how to charge more, and everything. But I feel like it, it really came down to me just sitting down with myself and acknowledging like, what, what am I worth? Like, don't think about what other people can afford mm -hmm. and don't, and cause that always changes. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And don't, and don't even think about like, you know, what, what do I need? That's definitely, that comes into the equation for sure. But starting off with just like, what am I worth? What is my time worth? Because especially I feel like in this realm, a lot of times people will, when I'm talking to clients, sometimes they'll they'll kind of think that the hours they're buying, like they want five hours of, of wedding day coverage. And they're like, why is five hours so expensive? Because like, it's five hours that day, but then it's like, however many hours I take to communicate with you beforehand and get everything set, however many hours I take to edit and everything, and people just don't don't realize that that part. So you really can't think of it as much in, you know, what are, what do the clients want to pay it's like what am i worth what is my time worth what is my skill level like being really honest with yourself about what your skill level is and if you don't feel your skill level is there working on that i had um a couple like i've, I've kind of always this sounds bad but i've kind of always thought that i was super awesome <laughs> and then you know every time i like look back at old work i'm like wow i wasn't but but I thought I was. Do you pretty ever cool. get that sinking feeling where you're like, "Ooh, that photo's not nearly as good as I thought it was"? Do you ever get that? I, I, I have, do. <laughs> I've definitely gotten that before, where you know I'm on a shoot and I look at the back of my camera, I get so excited, you know, and then it gets on the bigger screen. I'm like, "Ooh, that's not quite as sharp focus." And I mean, I definitely still get moments where I'm like, "Oh my god, this photo is not as good," and like, "What if I'm terrible?" Actually, but I can always 
bring bring myself back to, you know, just going over all the highlights of my career, like what have I done well, like bring myself back up. But definitely the switching to starting to charge more was the hardest because like I can't afford myself mm. at this point. So it is hard sometimes to, I used to be a little bit more like, so, oh, what what is your price for weddings? It's, it's, it's like not very confident in the price because like, what if, what if they freak out? And I think the biggest thing that helped me be more confident in my higher pricing was so many low level, like low budget clients that were just so rude and realizing I was going to ask that you, was my there like higher a... budget clients are, are you know, not nicer because they're they're willing to invest, which means that they have a concept of what they're investing in, which also can mean maybe a little less client education along the way. There'll always be client education along the way, but at least I've noticed with my higher paying clients, they're a little bit more like, I trust you. I trust your judgment. I trust your creativity. And my lower paying clients would be a little bit more like, this is what I want and I don't really care what you do. Mm. Like, I don't care what your Sounds style like is. Sounds like a great person like, to work with. Yeah, I want I want this. And then they're much more nitpicky about everything. So that was a really big push to raise my prices just to get those different, those clients that if they're willing to pay that, then they realize the value in it. It's amazing uh, pricing theory. And it's something that we talk about all the time that when the prices are higher, the expectations are lower. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like the client that you want to work with because when the, you have that trust from the client, it's just so much easier to work with them. It's so much easier to just go through the motions, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I was going to ask you is like, do you did you kind of have like a trigger? Did you have something that just happened and you said to yourself, I can't do this anymore. Like I, I have got to find a new client because for me, mm -hmm. I stumbled upon those clients. Like when I, you know, when I got into photography and videography, it was a lot of real estate. It was a lot of events, um, not weddings specifically, uh, events. And then I went to uh, Don Imus's house and there was a like a realtor tour and I met like literally the five biggest brokers in the entire state. And it was like a couple of people gave me their phone number, but one guy came up to me after them all and he's all, you don't want to work with those clowns. You want to work with someone that you can trust. And he's like, I expect a phone call from you in 24 hours. And I was just like, wow, I really like how specific he was. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yes, definitely. sir. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And uh, he single handedly has been uh, by far one of my biggest clients and helped me understand the client quadrant. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, some people say high profile, but I would say high profile profit, low maintenance. Mm -hmm. And in, you know, when they have the trust, the, the profit margins aren't that big of a deal. So let me ask you a hard question because I yes. feel like you've given us a lot of insight here, Kara. Awesome. Um, a lot of people, especially in, in the drone world, myself included, um, stay away from weddings, right? It's something mm -hmm. we don't like to shoot, you know, bridezilla. Uh, mm -hmm. That's just like literally what I think mm -hmm. of. Um, and, you know, when I worked with uh, my uh, wedding photographer, Mara, she was incredible, very personable. Um, she's very good at disarming you, making you feel good. Mm -hmm. um, but even still, it seems like an acquired skill. So how are you uh, or are there certain things that you do to make weddings easier? Is there a reason that you're all in on weddings? Like for those 
people who are out there and they're afraid to get into weddings or they're afraid to help people like mm-hmm. you as pilots, right? Yeah. What would you tell them? I mean, what's the reality? Well, I mean, yeah, weddings are definitely their own beast. And that's why I tell that to clients a lot when they're like, oh, well, my Uncle Jim has a camera. <laughs> it's like, okay. Go for it. <laughs> even if it's like my Uncle Jim is a photographer, like a landscape photographer, just weddings are their own beast. Even if you're an event photographer, weddings are still their own beast. Because you got portraits, right? You got but portraits, you've got group photos. Sport photos photos action like dance club photos you gotta be in three places at once (laughs) yeah pretty almost like every type of photography goes into weddings and then because i do weddings photo and video it's just like that much more insane yeah and i was not really sure how you do that in all honesty but on like i haven't met anybody who i've said that to and they're like oh yeah that seems normal (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mostly they're like how do you do that you're an yeah. insane person i i don't know i've just that's how i started doing it and it's worked no i've never had any complaints everybody's right. always been very happy with their photos and videos what do you focus more on because because uh, you know i used to be in the wake surfing industry and um i remember how hard it was because I was so focused on video Mm -hmm. to make sure to get some great photos. It was so hard to do both. So is there a priority in your eyes? Are photos the priority and videos secondary? I started off actually splitting them up. Like you had to get a photo package or you had to get a video package. Like it didn't, Mm. it didn't mix. And then after a while, people just wanted photo and video. So I started having like a photo package with a highlight video, like a little video, and then a video package with like some photos so that I could still, I could focus on one more. And then I just, I did this one wedding where they bought a photo package with a highlight video. And the highlight video ended up being almost as long as my regular videos. So I was like, okay, I guess I can just say like photo and video. It doesn't have to be specifically highlight. And a lot of wedding videographers really like only deliver the highlight video anyway. Mm-hmm. So my videos tend to be 10 to like 18 minutes long sometimes. So, so when you just <laughs> said that about, you know, uh, wedding videographers typically have like the highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have like a system where you deliver like a 30 second Instagram video and a 10 minute highlight video and then maybe like a longer video that has like mm-hmm. say the uh, the whole ceremony, the ceremony and what do they call them? The speeches from the, the toasts and everything. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I sell those separately included in all my video packages is a social I call it social media clip or a teaser. And I mostly use that to figure out the music. Because the music underneath, I have to have a song that's both lyrical and instrumental so that I can weave them together to put vows and toasts and that kind of audio in there where I want it to, not just like where there happens to be a break in the lyrics in the song. Like, so I have to have both versions. So the music is really important. So I make those little short videos. I'll maybe make three or four with different songs, have them approve that. Once that song is approved... Then I'll do it because I get so many. Can we have Ed Sheeran or can we have Bruno Mars? And I, I can't license those guys. Yeah. <laughs> so I that's another part of the education beforehand. Like, I'm like, if you have got a license, grand, I've got I a license. Do that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like you can buy it, but it's gonna be a lot. So I automatically have it's fine. I automatically have um the highlight video or like, well, not ha- 
kind of like as much as I can fit into a video, that's how long it's gonna be. So whenever people ask like, how long is my video gonna be? I have no idea, it depends on the content of your day. Because if you have a wedding day that you, say you only got four hours, and in those four hours you do a first look, portrait time, ceremony, dance. That video is gonna be shorter than if you do like a first look with your parents and then you give gifts to your bridesmaids and then you do a letter reading at your first look with your partner and then you mm. do so like they might take the same amount of time in those four hours but you did more things so the video is going to be longer so that's why my timing is kind of all over the place so i give that kind of the full day as much as i can put into a video and make it still smooth and like it makes sense the flow is good the vibe is good there's no laggy bits then that is their video and then they get the social media clip and they have the option to buy the full ceremony video or the full reception video i'll give them all their dances and all the toasts but most of the time after they get their videos they're like yeah no that's that's this is great i don't i don't need anything else i've had people buy the the cer full ceremony video, I think three times, which I mean is is great when they do, but it also means that they're happy enough with the video I've given them that they don't they feel like they don't feel like they need too much more. Hmm. Which I mean, I mean, guess maybe that's a problem for me, but just to <laughs> me, it means they're like they're happy. So I I also price based on the idea that with with those packages, I might not upsell a ton, but that's why I price it the way that I do so that if I don't, that's fine. And there are some things that I honestly put in my a la carte just so I can tell them not to buy them. Mm -hmm. Like I offer all the raw video footage and I tell every client not to buy that because you know, it's all in C-Log. Do you charge There's like so much of 10X it. for that? Yeah, okay. I charge like a ton. So let, let me interrupt you here. Let me ask you this. So obviously, uh, you know, we're doing this show about this, how you've systematized and scaled mm -hmm. your business and made it easy to mm -hmm. work, right? To give you more free time to do the things that you like, gain more clients, make more money, right? But a lot of people out there are probably like, Paul, uh, you know, we're drone pilots. Does, oh, yeah, yeah. does the media matter? Does it matter if the media is from the sky, the ground? I mean, you've seen me and how I fly, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just from the sky. I put a drone three feet mm -hmm. over to use it as a slider. Why not? You know? Yeah. Um, does it matter the media? I mean, hi, how's it going? <laughs> so I definitely think that when I can get a couple drone shots into a wedding video, it brings up the production value a lot. Just having that variety. Yeah. Because the... Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, you. And no, no, no. That's a that's a good point. Um, but not necessarily the the point of the question. Meaning, like you use this system, right? But you're primarily ground photographer, videographer, right? Yes. Does it matter if someone is just a drone pilot? And let's say that they're doing their their focus is air, aerial. Okay. Is yeah. All these systems would they be relevant still to that type of person? I think if you're doing if you have clients and you have and you communicate with those clients beforehand or after and you deliver things to them especially if you're doing photos with with drone stuff then it's would totally work it i think the only really there's nothing in there that's very like super specific to to ground yeah. photography or even weddings if you need to send emails to clients 
and it would be helpful to have a workflow that does that for you. And it'd be helpful to have a system nudging your clients to, yeah. to make moves. Or, you know, if you have to send questionnaires to your clients, if you have to have your clients pay or, deposits or sign contracts or like any of any of that stuff, it I don't think it totally matters if you're all air or all like ground ground or even if I I give them my videos on there too. I, I attach them to the emails, but I can't do that in regular email. I'd have to send them a we transfer, which again is another or program. A drive, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or a drive or something. But I can attach my videos to the emails in this system. So then also that helps me to, you know, if I'm having like a scatterbrain day, yeah, I can personalize it. If I'm having a scatterbrain day and I'm like, oh my gosh, wait. So I finished like three wedding videos, but did I, did I actually send those to all the clients? I can go in and look and see the email in their profile, in their portal, it's called, and see, oh yeah, okay, I did send that. Or the other day, because I've been, I just had back surgery and like I've been a little out of it. The other day, I couldn't remember if I had made, if I'd sent a client a album design. And so I went into their account, in their portal, into their emails. Oh, it's still in a draft. Whoops, forgot to press send. Like, So are you, so are you saying that this system overall uh, makes you a better entrepreneur? Yeah, I think it helps me give my clients a little bit more, like staying the same for, for all my clients. So they all get the same experience instead of like, oh, with this client, I was super on it. I sent them all the emails and this other client, I had them during a weird time. So, you know, I wasn't quite as on it. Like that doesn't happen. It's even if I'm, you know, having a weird time, back surgery, whatever, I can still keep that relatively the same experience for my clients. They're getting their stuff a little bit later because could but move for a little while, but otherwise, done. like they're getting check-in emails. They're still, they still feel taken care of in my system, which helps me give all my clients the same experience, which then helps the word of mouth, which then just helps the overall growth of my business. Kara, that, that is, honestly, I, I think what you've done is incredible. I really do. For people who want to learn more about you, where can they find uh, your business, your Instagram? Where, where are you sending them? So everything is Kara Kavalka, Facebook, Instagram, my website, karakavalka.com. Do you want to maybe spell your last yes. name? Because those of us, <laughs> aka me, yeah. might have trouble. Yeah, I think I, I'm pretty sure, like, I mean, if you Google my name, I think I'm the only Kara Kavalka out there because my last name is very, my husband's Brazilian and it's a very Italian Brazilian name, doesn't really exist in the US and Kara is a very American name. Mm -hmm. My in-laws can't even say it. So there are like no Kara Kavalkas. It's a weird combo of names. So Kara starts with a K. No, I got with the Kara. I'm I know, sure but, Kara, but everybody thinks it starts with a C. <laughs> like you would be surprised so many people spell my name with a C, even if they're they're messaging me on Facebook and they'll which my name, you know, is right above the box with a K and they'll still write it with a C. Mm. So it feels right. Kara with a K. Yeah. I feel like with a C, it should be Kara, but that's just my personal opinion. So Kara with a K and then Kavalka is C-A-V-A-L-C-A. -A -A. Sometimes I tell people it's like, you know, California, Valerie, California. 
<laughs> wow. Well, Kara, honestly, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I think you're really going to help a lot of people out in this information. I mean, yeah. even when I learned about how you were running your business, I, I kind of felt a little, I felt a little stupid. I was like, hmm, I'm, <laughs> I should be doing this. Like, this just makes everything so, so simple. So Kara, thank you again. And yeah, really appreciate no having you on the show. Thanks for having me. Definitely. And everyone out there, you've got to check out her social media. She stays on top of it. She knows her branding. I mean, all around, this girl has her stuff together. Make sure you check her out. And thanks again for watching. Don't be afraid to leave us a review. Don't be afraid to like. And if you heard our Kona behind uh, behind us, uh, um, apologies. But uh, everyone needs to use the bathroom. <laughs> on that bombshell, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks again for joining us. This is Ask. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.